Hello, hello, and welcome back to this new edition of The Gripe. Hey guys, did you miss us? We're back, one day late. One day, we're just catching up, we're playing catch up. Um, I like to imagine that thousands of people are disappointed when we are a day late to <laughs> release. of fans waiting for us. I did get some texts, though, asking um, if we would uh, drop an episode this week. They were well, concerned. I didn't. Why didn't anybody text me? <laughs> Um, by the way, that's Allison. <laughs> that's Kai. And, and we're back. We're You're listening back. to The Gripe. Yeah. How was your trip? My trip to Portland was good. It was very fast. You know, drove down yesterday, came back this morning. Lovely. Oh, this morning. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah, I got back at noon today. Oh, I see. Um, and I bought coffee cups. Coffee cups. Yes. Matching coffee cups for me and Aaron. Excellent, so excellent. we stay lit. For the rest of eternity. Because the other ones have been broken. We've broken like the, the five. Matchy ma- the matchy-matchy matchy matchy ones. Yeah. We've broken like five in the past month. <laughs> I don't think that's a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so I'm getting more cups. And like an infinite amount of cups means that the relationship <laughs> yeah. is intact. I'm always looking for signs. It's like, you know that superstition where if you're wearing a watch or like have a bunch of watches on, then then you'll you're staying alive. Oh. It's a weird thing. Well, I it's always like wear a watch. Yeah. <laughs> but I just wear one. You have to wear more than one? I even know some people that have worn multiple watches Do because I they don't watch? want to die. I don't want to die. I like this olden timey pocket watches. I think they're so classy. <laughs> um, you guys, we have a lot of material to cover today. Vast amount. Um, let's go ahead and get the serious stuff out of the way. Let me get serious. Let's get the serious stuff out of the way. Okay. So, um, I feel like we can't really move forward until we talk about, you know, what's going on in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And it's the kids separated at the border. Yeah, the southern border, specifically. Yeah, Texas. <laughs> so, um, last week, I want to say, it's probably been a week, maybe over the weekend, mm-hmm. your boy. My boy, is- don't you dare. <laughs> Not your boy. <laughs> your boy, Jeff Sessions, comes out. Little elfin, yeah, little evil elfin looking guy. Yes. He comes out. Do you know what I'm about to say? He starts quoting the Bible yes. to justify their actions. But is that surprising? I just feel like... It's repugnant. Yes, I, but it's feel like, I feel like the Bible has been used so often to oppress people. And this is not new. It's not... Okay, but what is new mm-hmm. is the Methodist Church, the Baptist Church, the Catholic Church formally made statements condemning what he said and said if he actually understood, you know, this whole passage and read it in its entirety, mm-hmm. then it wouldn't make sense. Instead of piecemealing what he wants Correct. to make it right. Okay, so that was a that was the first thing. Like that's lovely when these when like the actual heads of these congregations are coming out and saying, you know, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. But then, so Jeff Sessions is a registered Methodist. Like, you have to join oh, a church. Yes. Right? Yes. The you Methodist. Get, you, get, you get a card. <laughs> Ish. <laughs> Membership card. <laughs> um, the Methodist church has formally pressed charges on Jeff Sessions to either have him come to counseling. Wow. Or they're going to kick him out. Yes. This is historic. <laughs> I like that. The church trying to kick him out. The church is like, we don't want any affiliation with you because what you did is so fucked up. It's repugnant. It is it's repugnant. Yeah. Like that little evil elf, that little 
evil, not even good enough to be a Keebler elf, yes. is going to rot in hell if he believes in hell. Well, he can't even stand behind his own religion, which is lovely. Yeah. They're like, nope, we are not your shield. Not today, Satan. <laughs> not today. Not today. That's um. So I was, and you know, there's this letter, I'm sure if you, you Google it, um, it'll come up first thing, Methodist, Jeff Sessions, bam, you'll see it. But like what they were writing, um, it almost like brought me to tears, like just the evil acts that he's thinking that the church or that the Bible would endorse and what it actually is doing. Mm -hmm. And it's just, you know... What is crazy to me is there is no emergency. Like, this has been going on for years and years and years, and all of a sudden we're making a big deal out of it, and it's just for the midterm elections. Like, they're using these children Mm -hmm. to get Republicans out to vote in November. And that is, I mean, this is, we are living in a low point in American history. Very much so. Yeah, so that's all I'm going to. I keep um, getting people asking me if I've been watching Handmaid's Tale. And I haven't, because I think it's like, it's just super dark and creepy to me. And they're like, it's fucking real life, Handmaid's Tale, you know? Yeah. Just the amount of, of creepiness and evil um, that you think is possible only in one's imagination, but it's actually happening in real life. Yeah, so. Yeah. So breathe into that. <laughs> so we're starting off on a high point today. Um, so you know it, it can only it can only go up or down. Okay, so other news. Yes, let's talk about some some funny things. The Solstice Parade was last weekend. It was, and uh, the Solstice Parade in Fremont, you guys, is a parade like a normal parade with floats and <laughs> costumes and whatnot. And then the second part of that parade is a bunch of people getting naked. That's actually the first part, though. Oh, it is? I thought the regular parade was the first part. No, 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 no. And then naked people are the second part. No, the naked folks come up beforehand. (laughs) Yeah. Got it. (laughs) So we had an eyeful this past Saturday with a bunch of naked, the local nudies, what we call them, riding their bikes. Now, what I want to talk about is Lime Bike. Are you listening? (laughs) What did you guys do? How did you clear off your bike seats? Because we saw a bunch of people riding Lime Bikes naked. So Lime Bikes are like a bike sharing company Mm -hmm. um, where you can like rent it for however long. Um, And it was the first year that I saw that there were a bunch of Lime Bikes being ridden With by these no protective folks. cover. Right. It was just body paint, you know? Just yeah. Raw booty. Raw ass. Raw ass and booty juice up on them seats. <laughs> Gross. Um, I was saying that Clorox and Perel should sponsor the after party. <laughs> and, uh, you know, have everyone clean those damn bikes because who wants to ride on those? Yeah, not me. Yeah, it's a little... I mean, that's kind of funny. You'll never see me <laughs> naked on a live bike. I'm not trying to get germs. Um, so that was hilarious. I mean, just the choices that people make. Because, like, typically people will put body paint on, you know, and they get dressed up in some way. I mean, mm. naked dressed up. Um, but then there's other folks who are just butt naked. No body paint at all. And then other people who um, are fully clothed riding a bike. You know, so it, it just kind of runs the entire gamut of, like, what is this thing really about? Yeah. You know. 
It's hilarious. Though. It's different. It's different. <laughs> um, so when I left the party, yeah, I had a panic attack. Why? Because so they kind of cordon off um, Fremont, mm-hmm. right? And so there's no uh, car traffic that can come in over the bridge, right? So I walked across the bridge, not on the sidewalks, but on the actual bridge itself. And that's just a great... Did you know this? Well, yeah, because it's a drawbridge. I know, but I was like, oh, this will be fun. Me and everyone else like, oh, this is cute. And then so we start walking and it's like, you can see clear <laughs> down to the water. And I'm like, this is really scary. Don't look. I mean, and it took a long time to cross the stand bridge and I'm <laughs> panicking and I start sweating and other people are like having the same reaction. Like, oh my God, this is scary. <laughs> that's um, funny. It was, yeah, it was a little nerve wracking. I'm glad you made it. I did. But you also know how to swim. I don't want to fall down there, though. <laughs> That's a big drop. You wouldn't drop. have died, though. You wouldn't have died, though. It's a big ass drop. It's a little scary. Yeah, you just tuck your knees in like you're doing Stop. a cannonball. No, 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 no. I'm panicking right now. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Um, so that was Saturday, solstice parade and party. Mm-hmm. Sunday was Father's Day. Yes. And... If you're a grown woman, do not call your dad daddy. That's all I have to say about Father's Day. Wait, where did that come from? Uh, all these grown-ass women being like, I love you, daddy. Oh. Happy Father's Day to my wonderful daddy. I think it's the same thing with, with mommy. Oh, absolutely. Yes. If you are over... Okay, what's the cutoff age for when you can call your parents mommy and daddy? Oh, God, 17. 17? <laughs> yeah. I was going to say like 7, 8, oh, really? 9. <laughs> Like, I have absolutely no memory of ever calling my dad daddy. Like, it was always dad. From my memory mm-hmm. on, it was always I was dad. a mommy boy, mommy, until, like, uh, 13-ish. But, you know, we'll give people some leeway. We'll give them some leeway. <laughs> Side eye. <laughs> Were you um, seeing a with daddy? Yes. Oh, I'm yes. like, my wonderful daddy. I'm like, girl, no, you are 38 years old, okay? <laughs> oh, like, you are not calling your dad daddy. That is weird. It's a little odd. It's a little out there. No. Just say no. <laughs> no. Father's Day in our household was nice. Was it? Yeah. I didn't do an Instagram post talking about Aaron's goodness as a father. Mm-hmm. A lot of women be like, thank you for working so hard for us. Did you see that? A lot of women talk to their fathers no. like that on Father's Day. I did not. It's mostly stay-at-home moms, I think. I'd be like, thank you for working so hard for us. I don't know why oh, it always rings a bell, but it does. It rings an alarm for you? Yeah. Interesting. What else? I did talk to my dad, and that was good. Oh, good. We um, had cool. a really long conversation for us. Did you hear what I about said? About seven minutes. No, I didn't hear what you I said. said, how's Philip? How's Philip? <laughs> We're not going to get into that. <laughs> it's my dad's alias. Yeah. Philip. Don't you have to say the whole, you don't say the whole name. Well, I know. It's going to know. Philip Bozeman <laughs> <laughs> is the name that my dad gave himself as an alias. Because he didn't want certain people to... I love it so much. Track him down. I love it. It's like, what is he at? No one knows who my dad is. What is he <laughs> <laughs> Philip Bozeman. I'm obsessed. Yeah. But it's great to talk to him and uh, chit-chat and catch up for the seven minutes before he got weird. <laughs> Yeah, my Father's Day present to my dad was going to Portland. To see him. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. It was nice. Okay. In other news. Tell me. Beyonce and Jay-Z. Uh, the Bay J thing is lit. You like it? Have I'm, you listened to it? I've only listened to Ape Shit. And okay. I've 
watched the video and I've read a lot of commentary about it and I think it's brilliant. Yeah, so obviously downloaded the whole album. It's so it's out already. Yeah. Okay. It's on, on it's on iTunes. Platforms? Okay. It's on the tunes. Yeah. Because it was untitled for a hot second, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um and it took me a few listens, but now I think now I like I like all the songs. Because at you first do. I was like, oh, this is like I mean Lemonade. It's pretty iconic. That's an I yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm like, this is not as good as Lemonade. And it's slowly... I mean, it's different because it's Beyonce and Jay-Z. So right. you can't really compare it to Lemonade. Correct. Um, but the whole thing is is good. They're just... Like, why do they have so much talent? <laughs> as opposed to what you? Me. You didn't yeah. get some of that? Yeah, why didn't I? I can't sing. I can kind of move my body. That's it. Um... And then last in my news of the week, yes, you know my boy Eddie Vedder. Uh huh. Who are you gonna see coming up soon? He had to cancel a show in London because mm. he completely lost his voice. <gasps> that has never happened before. Oh, no. My boy's getting old, and I think he smokes, mm. so that doesn't help. But it makes his voice sound super sexy. So it might people be were so upset. That's disappointing. Oh, I would be so disappointed. Yeah. But it was in London. And if I had traveled to London, I'd be like, well, I'm still in London. Yeah, I don't know. Because this is the same thing that happened with Janet. That's true. Janet Jackson was in town. Um, Well, she wasn't in town. She planned a show here in Seattle. And um, my friends bought tickets to come from New York. Mm -hmm. And then I bought... Janet tickets, and she decided mid tour that she at fifty years old is gonna have a baby. <laughs> so that happened. Why, guys, don't do that. And Maybe so she had to cancel like the rest of her tour, and that was disappointing. And she didn't reschedule. She did reschedule. Are you saying go? I was no, I was not feeling it. Then I wasn't feeling it. Um, but then I've forgiven her since we made up, and um, yeah, we're cool now. You and, and Janet. Say, yeah. And then she's touring again, but it's a very limited date, so I'm not sure what that's about. If she comes back around, I'll definitely go see her, but, you know, I kind of don't trust her still. Yeah. That tour thing is a little sketchy. Yeah. I mean, Pearl Jam, they already set a return date. Oh, they did? For yeah. London? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice. Sometime in July. Uh-huh. But that's a lot of trouble like it is i would have to go again like are you gonna reimburse me for plane tickets you know exactly, what i mean exactly exactly so and of course they're not going to but yeah i mean he could <laughs> they if rich. he knew you they rich bitch yeah. okay um that's all i got for beginning yeah okay you ready i think we're good to go yeah. go and get into the meat yes you so guys today today it's gonna be real fun Today we're talking about that iconic 90s show that everyone loved, Friends. Friends. Friends, Friends. So um, we're going to talk about our gripes of season one only, because y'all know we got to stretch this shit out. (laughs) Season one of Friends. Yes. Okay, let's talk about our top TV shows. Back in the day? Like, no. Oh. Like, let's see, like, top ten. Would Friends be up there for you? Yes. In your top well, ten? Top ten. Oh, like, top ten for sure. That's too easy. Top five for you? I gotta think. Felicity? Obviously, oh, top five. <laughs> Beverly Hills 90210? Obviously, top wow. five. 
Did you so you watched beginning to end of Beverly Hills Nine Two One Zero? Yeah. Damn, Gina. Okay. But like, think about when that came on. I was super young. Yeah. Because even back then, like, I I was obsessed. I'd say up until like season three. And then it kind of. Yeah. That's when it got good. Did it? Oh, no. <laughs> it's <so> salacious. <laughs> um, I think Friends would be up there for me. Yeah. In your top five. Yeah, Parks and Rec is up there. Oh, okay. I've got a theme here. Like, all easygoing, good-natured, <laughs> a little bit, of, like, dramedy. Right. Dramedy a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, Friday Night Lights. Oh, of oh, Coach Taylor. Yeah. We love him. Mm-hmm. And her. Yeah. Yeah. She's got amazing hair. And she does. <laughs> <laughs> um, 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 um. Brady Bunch, Three's Company. These are yours, yeah. Uh-huh. These, these are definitely guys. <laughs> you, sitcoms only? They or shows? It can be okay. show. Um, I'm going to say Alias, even though it you fell jumped. apart. And then you jumped. <laughs> it fell apart like the last two seasons. Because it was J.J. Abrams' sort of first serious-ish show. Mm-hmm. And he had good ideas, but he it was sort of like the guinea pig. And then he went and he did Lost, right? I believe. Yeah. And then some other stuff, and he's he killed it. But Alias was sort of like, it did great. It's not really awesome. Then it kind of fell apart, you know. Um, but that's okay. But definitely top 10. And then I'd say, yeah, Friends is up there for sure. What else do I like? I can't think of on the fly. Would you put Insecure up there? You like you some Insecure. I know, but I haven't watched it since I don't Season have HBO one. anymore. Oh, yeah. I'll give you my login. Okay. You hear that, HBO? <laughs> I'm sharing that shit. But I love, love Insecure. Yeah, for sure. Um, why, does, why did it work? How come Friends worked so well? Well, let's, start, let's talk about let's it. Let's get into it. Okay, so Friends premiered in 1994. 24. That is 24 years ago. Mm. We're coming up on the 25th anniversary of uh. <laughs> season 11. <laughs> um, so going back and re-watching it, because both of us have done this in the past few months. Um, but also not just because we're going to talk about it. But because we love it. it was enjoyable to yeah. do so. Yeah, this may, may be the third time I've watched it through. Yes, Again. this is my third time. Uh, it's our palate cleanser. Because <laughs> yeah. I watch some dark shit and I listen to some dark shit, right? I don't. So, so, so I just need something that Will cleanse me. Yeah, you know that. Was like, I that negative Killing Eve was kind of sense was dark. Right. Yeah, Killing Eve was dark. Yeah. Um. So everybody knows the premise of Friends, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Rachel's running away from Barry, and in her she gown. in her wedding gown. Uh-huh. She goes into the pe- Central Perk. Central Perk. Yep. She runs into Monica. Kel yeah. Supreez. What are you doing here? <laughs> and the whole cast of Friends is there. Correct. Um, and then they begin this lovely journey of, you know, the highs and lows of being a 20-something person uh-huh. in New York. No, you, okay. In the 90s. But do you, back then, though, would you have looked at them as 20-somethings? <laughs> like, <laughs> no. No, they just seemed much older. So much older. Yes. And more, like, established. Right. Like, than a 20-year-old should be, or 20-something should be at that point. You know what I think is a good representation of 20-somethings in New York is girls. girls. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Okay. So let's talk about that premise again, right? So Rachel 
was, at, you know, going to get married. She's in the wedding dress. She runs into Monica, right? And they were like homies. From, they were homies from high school. Yeah. And then, so she tells her the situation. And she's like, you know, that I'm, I can't marry him, whatever. But then Monica's like, oh, I wasn't invited to the wedding. Right? Mm-hmm. And there were friends before. And so, would you, is that forgivable to you? Like, Monica's taking her in, right? You've been to this thing, you know. No. I wasn't, it's, that, like, that's the first point of disbelief that you, that is sort of present, right? Yeah, so we talked about this in the book a couple of weeks ago. I liked what you said. What is it? Suspend your belief? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of suspended belief <laughs> yeah, in yeah. here. Because, like, the, you know, the likelihood that somebody is going to be in their wedding dress running <laughs> around New York City. See, that part I can forget. <laughs> Into a coffee shop. And your old homies there. Like, if you've just bailed on your wedding, are you going to a coffee shop? (laughs) She's looking for salvation someplace. I need help. (laughs) Because your adrenaline's probably running high. The last thing you need is caffeine. That is true. (laughs) And then you run into, like, your friend from high school. Yes. And you immediately, like, dig your claws into them, even though you haven't, you like, you're not even close enough to invite them to your wedding. Right. And Monica's like, oh yeah, just come live with me. Yeah. No. That's, yeah, that's a little bit of a jump. A huge right? jump. Okay. Yes. And that happens right away. Well, and then, so speaking of like, you know, 20-somethings, do, is it believable? We see Monica's apartment. Oh my God. And it's humongous. It is gorgeous. <laughs> It that looks, window. It looks like a 2,000 square foot apartment. <laughs> it's two bedrooms, one bathroom. Extremely like Extremely spacious. Like a full kitchen and a full living room. Well, and it is a terrible use of space though, right? Because it, it's only two bedrooms. It's only one bathroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, they could like chop it up a little bit and get a second bathroom in there or like a half bathroom. And you're just like, okay, have you ever been to an apartment in New York? <laughs> Like, my friend's first apartments in New York, like, Spurgeon lived in, like, an actual hallway. I'll stop. Like, it was so small, and it was just, like, a hallway. Now, he was in Soho, which was, like, a ridiculous... Place to be. Yeah. Uh But it was probably 250 square feet, and Mm -hmm. it was, like, a galley kitchen. Like, the whole thing. Was a galley. Yeah. So you open it up, and, you see the bedroom, and the kitchen, and it's all... But, like, New Yorkers are so different because he had, like, a party at his apartment. And I'm like, where did people, (laughs) where did people stand? Like, Uh he was, like, he had, like, an open house, I guess. Not open house, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what I mean, yeah. Um, Like a a housewarming. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, and it's just. funny. Yeah. (laughs) So, okay, the apartment, that's. That's like gripe number three. <laughs> gripe number one is the believability. Yes, yes, I can't. Yes, yes. The, yeah. So the, the apartment's ridiculous. That purple wall annoys me. <laughs> like who would paint their apartment purple? I don't know if even if if it even jumped out at me that it was purple. Mm-hmm. I because mean, I know it is mm-hmm. right. But uh, it's kind of decorated like Granny's apartment. Yeah, right. And like the reason why we're supposed to like how it's somewhat believable is that there was actually her grandmother's grandma apartment. L- Led it to her. Something yeah. led it to her, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, okay. Top characters. We're already getting into this. Oh, do, do we can wait? <laughs> <laughs> like, should we say who are... This is this kind of, like, leads into another one of my points. Okay. But the believability that this these six people would actually be friends, <laughs> like this tight. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
So, like, I can see... I think having six close friends like this is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Can you manage that many people? That's a lot to manage. It's a lot. It's very high maintenance. Yeah. Okay, but so who do you think would actually be friends? Like, who can you envision people, like, being friends in, in real life? In, in real life? Or as the characters? As the characters. Um... Like, for example, I can see Rachel and Monica being friends. I can see the Phoebe part, too. But Rachel, Monica, and Phoebe? <laughs> that's a stretch. Because she's such a hippie. She's and she's one. so out there. Yes. And so it's like, and then they have a, you know, Joey. Because it's like, I can see Chandler and Ross being friends. And then it's like, Joey? Uh, yeah. He's a little bit more, um, I don't know. I, does it get competitive with those kinds of guys? They have a couple of moments. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> and I still think that, you know, these are all, um, like, cisgender people. All white people. Yeah, and they're straight. Yep, white straight people. Is there no sexual tension between any of them? I think that there, in real life there'd be more. Mm. If you're around that many people for that long... You know, like yeah. something's bound to happen more often than they showed. For you know what sure. I'm they also make a lot of gay jokes, which is... They do. The lesbian is, thing happens all the time. But it's so funny. And also, like, Chandler and Joey always talk about, like, and this is throughout the series, how they're not gay. Yes. I'm like, and this is something that I've, I've noticed more, like, watching it this round. Right. Where I see them... It's like every episode or every other episode, there's like some reference to like a gay joke. Yeah. And I'm like, you just don't do that anymore. Right. It's just funny how how times how, change. And, like even how that material gets dated. Yeah. Um, and incorrect in mm-hmm. some way, right? Mm-hmm. The more that time goes on. Yeah. So now I think we can talk about like, Who's our favorite? Because okay. I would definitely say that Joey is my favorite character. He is? Yeah. Okay. Like, out of the men and the women. Yeah. Because I tend to, like, Joey and Phoebe just kill it for me. <laughs> like, they're the ones that I'm LOLing at. <laughs> really? Every time. Um, I love me Rachel. Rachel, oh, really? I would never pick Rachel for you. I love her so much. Tell me why. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I love her timing. Um, you know, I think that she, yes, is sort of that, um, princessy kind of character Mm -hmm. and a little prissy and a little, you know, but I just think that, um, she's out of her comfort zone so often and I don't, there's like something about her timing that's subtle that I really enjoy about her, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And she's struggles and I you know she's a bit of an underdog for a while although she had you know grew up with tons of privilege and you know (laughs) and daddy's credit cards and all that stuff but I don't know I I like that she's sort of a fish out of water in in a lot of her time on the show yeah trying to find herself (laughs) that's my Um, girl yeah okay so why do we think that these six Friends, mm-hmm. like, why do we think this show worked? Um, yeah, I think their chemistry, right? Like, their chemistry is palpable. Like, you can, you know, like, uh, did you ever see that Water for Elephants? That movie with Reese Witherspoon and uh, I didn't. The vampire guy. 
They had no chemistry, uh-huh. and it tanked. Got it. Like, there was nothing yes. between them. Right. But, like, the chemistry between these six actors who probably didn't know each other before, right. like, it's just perfect. Yes. And they all have perfect timing. Right. And they nail their one-liners. I think it's just good. Um, and I also feel like there is a sort of accessibility to them. Like, the guys aren't, like, super hunky math. You know what I mean? Like, there's something that is kind of relatable, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like even with the women, they're, like, they're not, like, Pamela Anderson. They're not, like, uh, a caricature, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they have, they have great chem- chemistry for sure. So, Ross has always gotten on my nerves. He's my least favorite. (laughs) Your least favorite. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in season one, they made his character so annoying. Mm -hmm. Because every entrance he had, he was always like, hi. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, that goes away, I think, as the seasons go on. But he was, like, the mopey, Eeyore, (laughs) the group. And I was just like... You're so annoying, and no wonder your wife left you. Oh, right. Um, I would say my least was Chandler. In season one or the whole thing? The whole thing. Um, Originally, I thought thought Chandler was useless, but I feel like the third time I watched it, I was like, oh, I get why he's on here, and it's actually kind of funny. Um, But I wasn't paying any attention to Chandler for a long last time. I love Chandler. (laughs) I like his sarcasm. I mean, the first season, I feel like he he was too much of his, could you be any? Uh Like, because it was, that was his thing. Yeah. Over and over and over and over and over. Yeah. But like, sarcasm, the quips, the Uh one-liners, the need to always be funny. I can relate to all of that. So I I feel that in Chandler (laughs) Bing. Now... We also meet Janice. Yes. I love Janice so much. <laughs> you love Janice. I love her because she's annoying as hell. <laughs> you know? But, like, do they make and sense she's such together? she's a great character. Yeah. You know? She is such a standout. And everyone knows that voice. <laughs> oh. My, my God. God. With it's her so nails. Yes. <laughs> and she's real Jersey, you know? In that kind of way. I think it's so funny. The thing I like about Janice is that... Everybody hates her, and yeah. nobody is afraid to tell Chandler that they hate her. <laughs> right. They're like, she's the worst. Why are you with her again? She's terrible. Gots to go. But she was such a great character, you have to admit. Yeah. Right? She was a good character. <laughs> and she kept coming back. You know, she had nine lives, and she kept on coming back. It yeah. was really great. And it's funny, because the first season, like, you know, you, you watched the entire... Um, entire show mm-hmm. right and it wasn't until like the second third time I watched it it's like all these things happen so fast you know what I mean um like I thought that Janice was introduced in season three but she comes in right away mm-hmm. you know and um I thought cause and then they set up the whole uh Monica and Ross brother and sister sort of rivalry with, with the parents where like they they definitely like, dote on Ross a ton. Mm-hmm. And, like, Monica's, like, the, the black sheep. <laughs> yes. It's so funny. But I thought that came, like, so much later, you know, but it's all like that stuff right happens away. right away. Yeah. You lead me to my next point. And the smoking. Remember when Chandler smokes? Yeah. Again, I thought that was, like, season three, season four, but right away. Yeah. 
Monica and Ross are way too friendly for brother and sister. <laughs> really? I think so. They're always like hanging all over each other and like holding hands and like cuddling on the couch. Like no, okay. no, no. Dude, go back and watch season one. <laughs> Me and my brother do not cuddle on the couch. We're not, we don't touch any type of way except when we're, you know, hugging high or by. That's it. That's it. We're not like walking. Touch and go. Through the streets, linking arms. Also, I don't discuss like any sort of personal things with but my that's brother. You. Well, I'm sure there's families out there that no. are way tighter. This is than my that. perspective. <laughs> <laughs> this is my perspective. I just think they're too like familiar. Mm-hmm. It kind of like skeeves me a little bit. Yeah, but remember when Rachel dates that guy? That's like has like a serious bond with his sister. <laughs> yeah, like that's like way out there. You know? I forgot about that one. <laughs> um, Ross's hair is the worst, mm. especially season one. It's like like a crispy gel helmet. Yeah, they joke about that. It is so icky. It's bad. Like, why did the producers of the show hate Ross so much? <laughs> because his wife left him. Uh he has a pet monkey. I hate Marcel. <laughs> Why do you hate Marcel? That whole storyline is so weird. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. His pet monkey? Yeah. Who has a pet monkey? A paleontologist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, it well, works for him. The whole time I'm watching season one with damn Marcel, I'm just like, what is the point of okay, the storyline? So you can't believe that, he has, that there's a pet monkey, but... You say nothing about a chick and a duck. I like the chick and the duck. Exactly. <laughs> Is it a chick and a duck? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. You know the super in the building, yeah. like the, the big, big guy. guy. Yeah. They're talking about the chick and the duck, and like the super was like talking about how Chandler was the chick and Joey was the duck. Oh, right, right. That was a good line. I thought that was funny. Okay, so Marcel's the worst. We agree on this. No, we do not agree on <laughs> I have no ill feelings towards Marcel. I think he's a perfectly fine monkey. That's all. I was glad they shipped Marcel off to that zoo in right San away. Diego. Was that right away, too? Yeah, that was in season, season one. See, again, that happened so fast. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Okay, so then the other thing they do with Ross is they make him a dad. Correct. So he has a son named Ben. Mm-hmm. Right away. Who, like... They pretty much never talk about Ben the rest of the show. No, they do. They don't. Yes, they do. He comes up so often. He does not. Yes, he does. I know I'm skipping way ahead. You are. But, but like he let gets, me plant he, that he seed. He gets on the bus. Remember? The key gets lost on the bus. With Joey. Yeah, season, Joey. That's season one. Okay. It is season one? Yeah. Okay, so that happens. And then Monica Bang. Monica <laughs> Bang. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I just think, okay, in season one, yeah. and we are staying current in season one, yeah, yeah he has some I appearances. I see. But if you're a, da- a father to a child, like, that child's going to be more in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then as the show goes on, Ben is, like, not a part of the show. you I mean, got to admit <laughs> I'm right. <laughs> He's not a major part of the show. He's being raised by his lesbian moms, and that's a great thing. <laughs> um... I did, okay, let's talk about the lesbian moms. Mm-hmm. We have Carol, Carol and Susan. Yep. So Carol is Ross's ex, right? Right? <laughs> yeah. And Susan is the new partner. Yes. Um, I was so mad when, like, Susan 
was sort of participating in naming the baby. Oh, yeah. That you know was I mean? super annoying. That's like, stay out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, let the biologicals yeah. deal with that. Major gripe. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That annoyed me a lot. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. It's hard to, because I'm like, okay, next step is wardrobe. It's hard to gripe about the wardrobe because it was so long ago. Like, we're talking 1994. Mm-hmm. We saw a lot of overalls. We did. A lot of flannel, which I'm not mad about. You know, we still like flannel up uh-huh. here in the Northwest. Yeah. Um, their jeans were mom jeans. Oh, like <laughs> right? Carol and Susan, like Susan in particular had the mommest of the mom jeans, like up to here yeah. with pleats <laughs> and Reeboks. Yes. And then there was a lot of white t-shirts with vests. Oh, them. a lot of vests by the men <laughs> and, or and, and the, the women. women. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of nip, nipping out. You know what I mean? Oh. Like well, hard knits. With Rach. With Rachel. For sure. Why does she always have those hard knits? Because <laughs> she's Rachel. <laughs> she always is nipping out. Put some band-aids on them. Um, okay, let's talk about Rachel then. Okay, let's talk about the Rachel. The Rachel. The Rachel. The Man, haircut. I wanted that. You guys. The Rachel was such a big deal. Now, did the Rachel the look, the haircut, was that season one? Was it that haircut or is it season two? I think it's like season one transition to, to, to two, season two. Right? Yeah. It was terrible. It, was it wasn't so then. bad. I know it, it wasn't. wasn't then. When you look at it now, it's like it's hideous. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my, my roommate, like, she had to have it. Did it, was, did it look good on her? I mean it looked like what it looked like. <laughs> was I into it back then? Yes, of course I was. <laughs> did I side it? Yes, of course I did. With my round brush and a, and a blow dryer. Yes. Oh, you're such a good friend. <laughs> well, you come over and do that for sure. <laughs> a little bit of poof in the back. Um, yeah, I don't have like that thick of hair, so I couldn't, and it's wavy, uh-huh. so I couldn't pull off the Rachel. And it's those, layer, those layers. All those layers. Yeah. Uh-huh. But like she still to this day has amazing hair. Yes, she does. Like, it's not fair. Like later on, when she grows it out and just like it's just straight yeah. and down the middle. It's like yes, I live for it. But that was some extensions though, for yeah, real. For real, yeah. Because it was all it was like short and then it was hella long. Yes. <laughs> and there was there was like one season where it was like the next day, but it was like a season split mm-hmm. that like her hair was like out, <laughs> and it's like oh, that's what it really looks like. Um, but yeah, that Rachel was like a phenomenon. Everyone, every woman that I knew was like. They wanted it. Was it Rachel or was it her hairstylist? I think it was both. No, that oh. said that they hated that haircut. She did. Rachel. Yeah. She but did. I think that it was in retrospect. I don't think that she, you know, she didn't have like a strong opinion. And then when it blew up, but then she looked back at it years later, it's like, it was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're introduced to the Ross and Rachel love, love interest, the love arc. Yeah, so yeah. and this is we're introduced to it. So we know that Ross has a mad crush on Rachel. That's obvious. Yes, like, it's obvious. She's and, the hottie of the group. And he wasn't hiding it at all. Like he told her right away. Yeah. I just have a crush on you. And maybe I'd like to take you out on a date. Which I think was important. He said, Do you think I could take ask you out sometime? And she said yes, right? Mm-hmm. And so I don't get why it took him so long to do it. 
Yeah, because like, you know wouldn't you just do that right then in the right, moment? Exactly. Like he already set it up. Yeah. She said that's cool, and then he just never followed. It would take him a long time to follow up with that, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he pines after he's all hi, hi. <laughs> <laughs> And, but Rachel's just doing her Rachel thing. She's figuring out how to serve coffee, yeah. be a barista. No, she has no learn, inflatable skills. Learning how to make toast. <laughs> <laughs> learning how to provide adequate customer service. <laughs> like, a lot of things, it's mind-blowing that she didn't know how to do. Do we think that that's real? Well, I mean, it makes sense because she was, like, daddy's girl. She had serious. And, like, didn't they say that he was cutting her off from, mm-hmm. you know, so... It made sense that she was spoiled and sheltered, and now she's on her own, living in this amazing apartment. Yeah. She's got to serve coffee for a living. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it, it makes sense. I mean, none of it is believable, but it makes sense. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and so, we end season one. I don't know if we're there yet. Um, Do you have any other things to say before we talk about the ending of season one? Um, ugly naked guy. Oh, yeah, I love Ugly Naked yeah. Guy. I want to know how far his apartment is. Well, they could poke him with I stick. know, that's why, <laughs> like, that's, I was like, oh, they can poke him. So how far is this window? Can you imagine? Right? Can you imagine thinking that your neighbor was dead? And instead of calling the police, you just, just make this him. really... <laughs> a device to a poker. <laughs> and he's, like, just sleeping. That he's alive. So funny to me. <laughs> That's really funny. I, but I, I love Ugly Naked Guy because, like, that is something that I would do mm-hmm. is creep on my neighbors yeah. and see what they're doing and come up with nicknames for them. That's um, very relatable and believable. <laughs> um, okay, so there is – so Monica is a chef, mm-hmm. or she's working towards that, right? Um, and she's working at a restaurant, and there is, like, the wine guy that she sleeps with or that she's dating. Oh, is this Fun Bobby? No, this is mm, not Fun Bobby. No. I forget. Anyways, so he gives her a story that he's not been able to perform ever since oh, a yeah. divorce or breakup or something. And so he, so they have sex at some point, right? And then she finds out that he's been saying that same thing to all these different women. Mm-hmm. Is that a Me Too moment? <laughs> Good Do you know what I mean? Like, you lied. I guess that is a me too. When it happened, I was like, this feels like a violation. (laughs) And it's weird that it was funny back then, (laughs) but now it takes on a different context. Oh, well, that's what happens in 25 years. (laughs) A lot happens in 25 years. This is probably going to be appropriate in 25 years. They're going to be like, what were they talking talking about? about? (laughs) Um, Other things, other things. That's it. Yeah, I mean, so we end season one with like the the Ross and Rachel thing kind of coming to Sweat some heads. sort of conclusion, right? Because yeah. Ross goes to China and Rachel finds out from her loudmouth friends that he likes her. Right, he's been pining for her. And she's like, oh my gosh, maybe, maybe I like him too. Uh-huh. And so that's how we end season one. Now, what do we think about Rachel actually liking whiny-ass Ross who has a monkey Yes. And, and always go, oh. But remember, like, it was the gift. He gave her a gift. The brooch, yeah. Right. That had a lot of meaning. So that kind of hit her. 
in our heart space. Well, honey, I right? like presents too, but a brooch isn't going to make me get over the monkey. But it was a sentimental thing because something about the grandma. Yeah. Right? So I just think that she was into how thoughtful it was. And so that kind of changed her mind on the on the dealio. Yeah. Which is lovely. <laughs> it, it brings out the romantic in me. I approve of that. My favorite thing about Rachel is how she calls everybody honey. And I've been trying oh, to like honey. latch on to that. <laughs> yeah. I've been calling people honey. I've been testing it. Hey, honey. I think people kind of like it. Um, and I, lo- I, again, didn't realize, but Phoebes is Phoebe. Mm-hmm. Phoebes, Phoebes, Phoebes. Yeah, they pretty much only, she pretty much only calls her Phoebes. Phoebes, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, those are all my gripes for season one of Friends. Well, so, how does it end end? Rachel goes to the airport. But that's it. Yeah, season two, she's at the airport. I see. Yeah. Okay. Because we don't know what's going to happen. So I guess she just knows and she's off to the airport. Yeah. I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, so it was uh, suspen- like suspenseful. What's going to happen And next? everybody's rooting for Rachel and yeah, Russ. that's totally. Russ and Since Rachel. the beginning, mm-hmm. yeah. That's sort of like what drives the entire story arc of Friends. <laughs> And we're here for it. We are. We are so here for it. Um, we're never leaving. Yeah, I think that's all the stuff. Let's just double check here, you guys. Yes. I've got my handwritten notes. Kai's more electronic. Mm-hmm. While he's scrolling, don't forget to find us on iTunes. Yes. Rate us and review us. Those are all my, my gripes. We're good to go. Every once in a while, we Instagram, so you can look at us on Instagram. We'll be there for you guys. On <laughs> the Gripe Podcast. The gram. And you guys, we always love those emails. <laughs> so keep them um, rolling keep in. Coming in. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Check in next time. <gasps> Bye-bye. Bye.